Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I am Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and no Rob McIntyre. We are here to cover episode nine of Spies, Lies, and Allies. And Trace gets to hear this for the second time in less than five minutes, where Corey was as shocked as Rob when he found out our podcast didn't record this morning. So if you jumped on it early enough and you heard it for the few hours that it was out, we attempted to record a podcast this morning with Rob and Pat Mayo and no Trace. Trace is now here. That podcast did not fully record. We got about 35 minutes of good content. And then for the last half an hour, Pat Mayo pretty much disappeared. So as a bonus, we will append that content to the end of this episode. If you want to listen to it, the 35 minutes that was good, it's there. Um, Always great to have Pat on. Um, Have fun with it. Rob is not here. Trace is back. Episode nine. Schedule, schedule, schedules. You know what, man? They might have saved the whole fucking season with this episode. Dude, that's what I thought. Like, I thought this, well, I I don't know if they saved the whole season. I thought this episode was incredible, too. Like, I thought it was really good. I mean, it's a situation where my expectations every week kept getting lower and lower and lower for this season. And then all of a sudden, it, like, shot out of a cannon tonight. We had vet drama. We had politics. We had a phenomenal daily challenge. We had a great elimination. We had backstabbing. We had people not trusting each other. Welcome back to the fucking challenge. I thought it was superb. I think, I think you pretty much summarized all of the the good parts about it that I liked. Um, Good, good mission. I I don't even know where we want to start with this. I mean, let's start with, Let's start with everything. Well, we you didn't even mention the twist yet either, right? Um, you didn't mention the no, twist that occurred. I forgot about the, end the, of the twist. Episode. Hey, so, I predicted this was coming. By the way, I was like, "This thing's going individual. It's coming, and it's well, on we, its way." We looked at the amount of episodes that were left, and we looked at amount at the amount of pairs that were left, and there were going to be two weeks more than they had pairs to be able to eliminate if they wanted to have four pairs left in the finals, right? So they had some, they had to do something to extend the season. Going individual seems like it would be a logical thing to do because they would be able to have an elimination every single week, right? And still have enough people for the final. And, yep. and some, some weeks they could have eliminate two people rate per week. Some people they could eliminate one person per week. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you're going to see a pretty big the twist is either going to be one of two things. They're going to do a purge next week and then redraft pairs or this thing's going all individual. There's no there's no other permutation of this that makes sense. So something that Pat came up with a, f- a few ideas this morning um, for what it could be. And I think I, I, I think we were both in agreement, Rob and I, with Pat, that it's going to go individual they're going to do some type of uh, contest where they repick pairs. And so everyone has a new pair. And then it's, those are the pairs for the rest of the season, or it's just a way to reshuffle the pairs. Right. Um, What would your, what would your desired outcome be? What would you wish really happened? I really want to see, them go do an individual and purge the bottom two, redraw pairs, and then do another elimination. That's what I'd want to see. But we don't have enough. We have too many episodes for that. So I really think this is going individual, just straight up. That There's just, 
they can do they can alternate male and female the rest of the way for seven episodes, get rid of seven more people, and everybody else goes to the final. I mean, or they can eliminate a couple. They could change this up every week now for all I care. At this point, we really don't know what's gonna happen. And that is a welcome change. I feel like this whole season there's been zero mystery of what's gonna happen. And now they've got me going, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen. And Ironically enough, I think Rob was actually onto something where CT might be in trouble here because it seems like the vets that haven't Why? won, the vets that haven't won are going to do what they can, but it didn't really play out because then Corey went in and so did two rookies. So who knows? So that's, that's a thing that Pat and I like vehemently disagreed with Rob on, right? Mm-hmm. Like Pat and I did, did not, Pat thinks that CT is going to win. I don't think CT is going to win. I just don't think that CT is going to be repeatedly thrown in like Rob thinks that. I don't think he's going to be repeatedly thrown in. It just doesn't make sense. There's not enough time, right? There's not enough time. There isn't a whiff of him going in yet. Devin was the first person that mentioned it today throughout the entire course of the season. I think Devin's mentioned a couple of times. And so Pat wanted that to be very clear. He wanted to, the, the record will not show it in the recordings but it did exist where Pat and Rob made a wager of Rob gave Pat 10 to one odds, which I thought was extremely generous. That's very uh, generous odds where I think Pat bet $10. So if CT wins the final, Pat stands to win a hundred dollars. Uh, if he doesn't good. win, Rob wins 10. Um, so I would have taken that bet. I'd have taken that bet. That's a good bet. 10 to because one. Odds, honestly, that's not honestly like much different than like just like even chance, right? Because like how many men are left? Uh, eight, I think. So like, what? Uh, I don't. You got Logan. You got here, CT. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Right. There's nine men left. Okay. So an even even chance, like if you assume that everyone like had an even probability, one divided by nine. That's 11%, right? And he gave him Rob's implied probability on what he gave him is one divided by 11. That's 9%, right? So he didn't give him like much worse than like even chance. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I think it, I don't think he's going to win, but at those odds, I still might've taken it. You know what yeah, I mean? With those odds. I mean, if I'm going to risk 10 to make a hundred, I'll take that bet every time. No question. <laughs> on CT too. Yeah. Like, it's not like um, you're betting on Nelson here. You know what I mean? <laughs> because who is when we talked about this and there's already been some conversation about this in discord that I've seen throughout the day, who is CT losing to in a potential elimination here? Like in this, this group cast? of people in this group of people that's left now, depending on the elimination, I think Logan's got the best chance out of anybody to be honest with you. Because I just can't see Nelson getting it together in an elimination against CT. I could see Nelson psyching himself out. I can't see Corey beating CT. I don't see Devin or Kyle beating CT. So really, like, Logan, to me, would be your best bet. Because the issue is that Nelson and Corey have fatal flaws, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. And at that point, they would be, like, completely reliant on their partner to do the puzzles. And if it goes to a situation where there are no longer pairs, right? So after next week, if this is individual, that screws them even more because yep. who is like straight up, like on even, like it's not even like you could like pin CT with a really weak partner. 
It's not nope. like you could pin, put him into an elimination with Big T or, and this is another uh, thing that we mentioned earlier today, that the women at this point are a pretty strong group. They're pretty formidable, right? The, mm-hmm. the worst would be Bettina at this point, but she even performed well last night. I think she's better than Big T, if I'm being honest. I don't know. So Big T was per, uh, in pretty impressive in the Daily Mission today, right? Um, yeah, she, she wasn't terrible. Well. Um, the format... So let's talk about the the Daily Mission a little bit, right? Um, I thought it was very good. It pretty much followed what we were taught. We, we've talked about for a while, right? Everyone mm-hmm. goes at once, right? Everyone goes mm-hmm. at once. You can kind of see the progress of everyone. It's quick. They didn't stretch it out super long. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, the one thing that I did say is that I wish that they. I think it would almost be kind of cool if they did it without the mud, right? And so that way it was like a little bit faster, right? And a little bit like kind of. Um, I don't know, a little bit different. Uh, Pat made the comment that he wishes that it wouldn't come down to one ball at the end where there's people fighting for it. You pretty much have to like make a political decision and make some type of agreement. Mm -hmm. After he mentioned that later today, I did think about how it almost would be cool if it was the the person that puts their last ball in first, right? Mm -hmm. So there wasn't that one ball left. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they've done similar things in the past, like the dual one, you know, where it's basically just musical chairs in the mud with the ball. They've done it on several different challenges and many different permutations. And all they did was add an explosion and a silver ball to a twist on an old challenge mission. So was there, you know, yeah, yeah, there was an explosion at the end of it. When Nani and Logan hit the thing, fire went off behind them and an explosion occurred. Seriously. I mean, in my notes, I wrote that down. Like, this costs nothing to do, right? No. This is like a fraction of what it costs some of the other ones. It's like some some soccer balls, some spray paint, and some mud. That's what and this is. Some costs. bamboo. <laughs> yep. No, it doesn't take much. And that's why the thing is, is man, simplicity sometimes is your friend. It doesn't mean you can't spend some money on some cool death de- death-defying missions. It just means you don't need it every week. You know, like there are ways to do this and it's still good. You know, like you don't always have to show your cards by renting a Lambo and running it down a runway and TJ stepping out with the wind blowing in his hair. Like it's not necessary all the time. Once a season. Okay. Every week. Eh, I'm out. All right. We have to talk about the moment when Corey breaks down the alliances in the house. <laughs> For me, that was one of the moments when I'm like, these guys are never going to win. Like, no. it like literally takes so much for these guys to win. Corey breaks down the alliances. He says, there's three groups in the house. There's Devin and his group, which consists of Devin, Kyle, CT, and Ed. Mm-hmm. There's the big brother group, which consists of Josh, Casey, Nani, and Emmanuel. And there's quote unquote us that consists of Corey, Nelsie, and, Jer- and Jeremiah. After eight seasons of doing this, Nelson's second biggest ally in, in this group is Jeremiah. How the fuck is this possible? I just... I, it's so inexplicable that I don't even know what to do with it. Like, you know, 
Nelly T, let me just be clear here. They made it very clear that Nelson and Ashley had been hanging out slash hooking up in Austin, where they both live down the street from each other. And then they get on the show and he starts hanging out and cuddling with a rookie. Now, there's a term on the challenge called Paula Dicking, and Nelson played that wrong on this season. You know what I mean? If you've got Millionaire Mitchell as as a as a friend with whatever back home, and then you come on the show and kick her to the curb, like that's bad for your game, dude. Like dude. it's really bad decision. The, the because if that... he is in that alliance with Ashley, he's sitting pretty. The fact that Corey and Jeremiah are his top two guys, what is going on here? So two points, right? So Rob, I think Rob has brought up in the past that Nelson is very close with Amanda, right? So if he is very close with Amanda, what the fuck is he doing calling out one of his like most needed allies in the middle of a deliberation? And telling her that her friend is the most untru- one of the most untrustworthy people that he's ever met. We didn't just, talk about we didn't talk about this. So there's that, right? So there's that yeah. component of it. Nelson looks like crap, crap there. Then, right before nomination, I guess this is before that moment. Nelson goes to Big T and Priscilla and talks about how he really needs his vote. Big T says, yeah, I think I'd be fine with that. I think I would be fine with voting for Ed and Ashley. Big T does not vote for Ed and Ashley. And when you look at the votes for last night, it wasn't close at all. There were no surprising votes. Everyone that you would think would vote for Ed and Ashley voted for Ed and Ashley. Everyone that you think would vote for Corey and Bettina voted for Corey and Bettina. Chalk all the way down. Yep. It's uncanny to me. First of all, I want to go back to the millionaire Mitchell moment where he's calling her out as not a good friend to Yeah, Amanda. dude, we didn't we didn't talk what? about that all, all this morning, but like bring up bring up the part about the gift card. So, apparently, after millionaire Mitchell, so like Amanda sticks her neck out on the line for Ashley in final reckoning and she goes home. And Ashley goes and steals half a million dollars from Hunter in the final. And for thanks, Ashley sent Amanda a $500 gift card is what Nelson says. And Amanda's pretty cool with it. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing, Nelson. All right. I want, I want to, I hope he's listening to this. He's not, but I hope he is. If you're going to go after somebody that way, don't. Because if you're real friends, the money doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? I have friends that make way more money than I do, and I don't beg them to pick up the check when we go out for beers. I, you know, that's just not, it's not a real friendship if you're having to pass money back and forth and you feel sorry for me. I'm sorry, dude. Like, that's not how this goes. And the fact that she gave her friend a $500 gift card, that's cool, man. You know, the biggest gift card I've ever given somebody? 50 bucks. Yeah, I didn't really get where he was coming from, to be honest. I, I think the way that you articulated it is exactly what I think as well. That, like, she shouldn't need to, like, give her any money. So it's like, like what like what amount of money did she need to give her for you to feel okay with this, right? Mm-hmm. 10 grand, 20 grand, 100 grand? Was like, there an agreement that was made that we're not aware of? Like, what would make me feel okay? Yep. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And on top of that, Nelson, Amanda had a baby last year. 
how do you know Ashley didn't buy that kid like the Mac daddy of all cribs, you know, like who cares? It's none of your fucking business in that sense. And it was almost as if Nelson saw his number one ally sliding out of the house and he went back to Nelson in invade, uh, not invasion, uh, dirty 30 mode where he just loses his mind for five minutes and forgets where he is and realizes he's made a fatal mistake. I think the, and this is again, something that we talked about earlier this morning uh, as I'm reliving this episode. Uh, <laughs> the, I think the real <clears throat> pivot point and deciding factor in who went to elimination happened in the conversation where CT, Kyle, Tori, and Devin sat on the grassy knoll and talked through what wanted to happen, right? Yep. CT wanted to put in Corey and Bettina. Devin wanted to put in Ashley and Ed. They talked back and forth, and it pretty much came down to the moment where Devin found out the true relationship that Corey had with uh, Jeremiah and the rookies, right? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it came down to that there was some conversation about whether or not Corey told Jeremiah and Priscilla to select a vet vet pair after they won the last elimination effectively in the veteran Alliance and cause chaos to ensue. Mm -hmm. He straight up asks Priscilla in deliberation, whether or not Corey or anyone else told her to do that. Priscilla said, no, no one told me to do that. They flashed to a confessional of Devin and was like, I know she's lying. Yeah. What do and you think was. happened, Trace? What? what? No, one, no, one, no one told her to do that. Who told her no. to do that? I just thought it was funny. No, I, I mean, I think she legitimately figured it out. But at the same time, you're in a, you're in the challenge and everybody's paranoid. You know, I don't care if you're Johnny Bananas. I don't care if you're Evan or Kenny on the ruins. You're still paranoid until you get to that final. It, it, paranoia never goes away. So people, especially in now we're at a point where you're having to vote your, I don't know if you could call Devin and Corey friends, but like they're friendly at least. I mean, this is, this is after Devin earlier this season said he's tired of Corey and he doesn't want to hear about like his, how he has a daughter <laughs> at home. Remember? So yeah, I don't know, I know how good of friends they are. Yeah. And so it's one of those deals where I just look at it and go, you're looking for an excuse to throw someone in exactly. that you're not thrilled about throwing in. Devin found his excuse to keep the rest of his alliance happy. And by the way, this might be the most political we've seen CTB in like two seasons. He actually sat down on camera and had a political conversation about who he wanted to throw in. We haven't heard that out of him in a while. Yeah. So two points um, that I want to make here. I really do. I agree with you. I think they were just looking for a name, right? They were looking for anyone. They were looking for any excuse. It happened to be Corey's name that was floated pretty much immediately after elimination happened where Corey spoke to Josh and Tori. Um, and it came up with how did Corey know that Priscilla was going to steal Josh or Kyle, right? Mm-hmm. He said going into it that she was going to steal one of them both of people having veteran veteran pairs. And he said, how do you think I knew? And pretty much insinuating, I think that Jeremiah told him, mm-hmm. Josh tells that to the group back in the room later. And from there it's over, right? It's done. They found their it narrative. They, they found their scapegoat. That was enough for them. 
Mm-hmm. Completely agree. 100% on that. It, it, it's, it. The other uncanny part of this is I know you're in Corey's place. You've got to throw anything you can against the wall to stay out, even if the decision's made. Like, you want to piss off the rock. Like, you almost want somebody else in that room who's up there on the chopping block right below you to have such an explosion that people have a change of heart. Because that's the only way that vote was changing. There was no other way it was changing. And he knew that. But then to go get pissy with Kyle afterwards was just such another dumb move. Like, it just shows me why Corey will never win this show. He's still, after being here for how many seasons now? Like 10? He's been around almost eight eight to 10 seasons. Like Bloodlines was season 25 or 6. I can't remember. But either way, he's missed like, what, one season? Maybe two in the last 10? I mean, this dude's never going to win if he doesn't figure this out. It would take like a special circumstance, right? Like he would need to get paired with a very good partner, be it a man or a woman um, that would be able to fill some of his deficiencies. Um, Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think the same thing about Nelson, because like at this point, like who is Nelson aligned with in this game, right? Like who, who, who's left that he has a good relationship (laughs) with? Corey, Corey? Jeremiah is gone. Big T uh, just decided not to vote with him. Um, I guess Priscilla, right? So let's go over the people that actually voted, uh, voted with Nelson this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of weird. So Jeremiah voted for with them. Mm-hmm. Amber voted with him. So both of them are gone. Um, <laughs> Tori, interesting enough, actually did. I didn't notice, notice this earlier. Is that right? No, Tori didn't. This is really difficult to read on Wikipedia. Priscilla voted with Nelson. So there's one that's still left in the game. Um, and then there's two left. Corey which we knew. Yep. And, and Bettina, Bettina, right? Like, we knew. like he has no allies at this point. No one no. else decided to, to choose to vote with Nelson and Corey. Nope. That's why I think like you're more than likely to see Nelson and Corey go one-on-one in elimination again. I think that's coming. Like I, if, if you're the rest of the vets, that's an easy bone to throw out there. So we talked about um, who we think our favorites are to, win for the men, men and the women. That was something that we talked about earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. I think based off of the edit, there is a clear and definitive choice for the women. It's Amanda, right? No, Tori. Tori? You really because think they're that, giving her the hero edit? Dude, so like, like, go, like, go back and watch this. After uh, Amber B and Jeremiah lose elimination, they quickly go to Tori and Tori talks about how Amber B going home is great for her chances in the game. And it's, it's mm. a lot for like her in the game, right? Like, why do they do that? You know what I mean? It's a great like, it's question. Just, like, they just like, they're just showing, and there have been like a bunch of instances earlier in the season where Tori didn't necessarily need to be in the edit, right? And they mm-hmm. flashed to her and they kind of like showed what she was thinking mm-hmm. um, in the episode instead of like her just describing what was going on. They were actually like giving like us like further insight into her thought process. Mm-hmm. No, you could be onto something there. I really do. The only way I will counter it, and I'm not saying I believe this, I'm just saying here's the counter argument. They often just flash to people who are very articulate and Tori's very articulate and she doesn't need a whole lot of producing compared to some of the other people. So a lot of times they use them to 
help drive the narrative in a, in a sense. And so you could be very right. I, I, I actually think you probably are right. Um, but it could also just be them using the most well-spoken person to do it. I agree. Um, so let's talk about Amanda. I don't, she's been pretty quiet. I, so she did have a good edit. And I brought this up earlier today too, that there was the moment after the challenge, Ashley is freaking out. Josh goes in there. He says that he's going to try and save Ashley from going in. And she's crying. She's like, Josh, how can you be so stupid? Don't you know they want to throw me in? And they <coughs> flashed to uh, Amanda in confessional. And she talks about how Ashley was just being completely paranoid. Mm-hmm. Even if, I don't know. I wonder how much of a change there really was for Ashley to go in. Because it really didn't, it really seemed like, who are the people that we really saw that wanted to go for Ashley? It was pretty much Devin, right? I think that's the only person that we saw bring it up. That's it. And he didn't even bring it up really to the group per se. He talked to Corey and said he wants to see a veteran non-champion win. It's not like he sat there on the grassy knoll and threw Ashley's name out there. Oh, he he did? did? Yeah, because remember, so this is what happens. um, So the four of them talk, right? CT, Devin, Mm -hmm. Kyle, and Tori. And Devin actually wants to go for Ashley. And CT, this is like... CT, this is like textbook political play. This is like how you, this is how you bring up the subject of you saying, CT doesn't say, I'm not voting for Ashley. I want to vote for Corey. Let's do that. He doesn't say that. He says, Mm-mm. he says something to the effect of, uh, why would you save Corey if Amanda asks, right? Something mm-hmm. like very like, <laughs> something that suggests that that would be the smart move for him. And like, what, like how he's asking Devin, like, how would that benefit him if Amanda mm-hmm. asks him to save Corey, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, honestly, it, it's really interesting that we're not seeing more of Amanda because it does seem like she's kind of a driving force in this house, right? It seems like that, that would be one of the big reasons why Devin would not vote for Corey is because it was something that Amanda came up to him and requested. Yeah. It's entirely... That, that is such an interesting point. I truthfully think... If we want to talk about a win- a winner's edit for Amanda, this would be Amanda's winner's edit. Every other season she's been on, she's seen as the spawn of Satan. And, and whether she actually is or not, I don't actually believe that. I think she's just very opinionated and she has no problem speaking her mind. And you get a couple cocktails in her and you really hear what she thinks and she goes insane. Um, we have yet to see one Amanda like, full on outburst. You know what I mean? Like we haven't seen her play into the character that she's been edited to be in past seasons. So for Amanda, this looks like a winner's edit because they're only showing her in mostly positive lights and standing up for her friends. That is usually not how they edit her. There are looking at the women now, there are five women that I feel pretty good about making the final Mm -hmm. Amanda, Ashley, Casey, Nani, and Tori. Yep. I would say if it's five women, all five of them are the ones. It's probably four. Yeah, like that's what I was about to say, is that most likely there will not be five. Most likely there will be four. I mean, what do you think the average number of finals contestants there have been 
over this is a great question i think um, they're gonna do eight i think they're gonna do four men four women i think eight is the number they're heading for one of the most shocking uh things that came out of this morning's conversation that i was like really caught up hard by what do you think pat's opinion of the season is or do you already know i don't know actually um I know that he has not been high on certain episodes, but as the entire season unfolds, I don't know what he thinks. So what does he think? He said that he hasn't thought this season has been that bad, which I thought was like, I was like not expecting that. Yeah. I, I can't say that that's shocking to me because there have been some good episodes and compared to double agents, I would say this season is superior to that season, the way that it has played out so far. I don't know, dude. Like we just had that, like we had that shit, that complete shit episode a while back. We had that, we had that one that was like legitimately one of the worst episodes ever of the show. Right. We had Mm -hmm. that episode. And then we had that episode that was really bad uh, a couple weeks before that. But we've also had we had that one episode where Fessy decides to throw an Amber B and Amber B wins with yep. Huey, right? And that episode that was, was a good really one. Good. That was so good. Had the, the good. The really good episodes that we've had are that episode where Amber B wins and comes back. Fessy and, and Josh blow up at elimination, and then we've had this episode, which have been very good. Yeah, and this been, episode to me has been better than any episode from Double Agents. I think this episode was. Yeah, what I want to see if this is the new era of the challenge, the way they edit it, the way they plan it, the way they do things, they need to strive for a consistency of this episode and not what we have seen to this point. I told I told Rob when we first started the last episode that I was thinking to myself while I was watching this, like this is the best eight episode since episode four of War of the Worlds two. You know, like I was mm-hmm. like, what's been better than this? Like. And then I thought about it more and like thought of some episodes that are probably better or, or close. Right. But like in the moment, like I was loving this episode. Yep. I agree. I think I will. I, I feel very strongly about a couple episodes in total madness. The unedited D episode is yeah. absolutely phenomenal. And I still think the Johnny West elimination is phenomenal because of my long-term investment in the show to finally see the two of them go one-on-one in an elimination. They're going after each other, all of that stuff. Like, And they were working together, but they kind of had a thing where it was like, Wes was like, this is my best shot, so I've got to take it. Um, I really, I feel very strongly that those two episodes from Total Madness are very good. I even think the episode where they double cross and throw Jordan in, where he's got to do pole wrestle with one arm or one hand, is a good episode too. So like, as a whole, Total Madness it has its flaws, but there were some really strong episodes. There were also some really bad episodes. That Jenna Zach episode still makes me nauseous how bad it was. But But then there's the, there's the Baron Kayla stuff. There's the episode Mm -hmm. where Rob would be able to recite exactly what happened this episode, but there's the episode (laughs) where bear has the fire extinguisher. I think there was other stuff that happened then. There's the um, one where Nani throws her cup of noodles and that whole fight starts. Like there's a lot of good stuff in Total Madness. If you if you go back and look at it as a whole, there's a it, it, I don't know that as a whole it's like a, a phenomenal season, but it's a very good season with a lot of great moments and a lot of really bad moments. It's just it's very back end whereas Double Agents is just like a C+ all the way through. The first couple episodes are great. 
but the rest of the season, it just never gets above out of second gear. We need to do a re-ranking of the seasons again. Yes. We haven't done that in like a few years years at this point. Two years. Yeah. Uh, Where do you think you would have that in your all-time episodes? Where do you hear all-time seasons? Where would you have Total Madness ranked? Out of 37 seasons. In the back half at least, right? It'd probably be like 22 or 23, somewhere in there. Yeah. Like, I think like, that's reasonable. I, you know, there's just so many other seasons that are so much better than it that I could rattle off right now that I feel like the top 20, I don't know how I'd rank the top 20 yet, but I could rattle off 20 seasons better than Total Madness. Uh, Rob brought it up earlier today, and I agree. This is the type of content that we want to be seeing from Corey. Right. Yes. We don't want to hear about Corey's trial that he has at home and nope. him like coasting to the final and mm. taking second or third place. Right. We don't want to see that. We want to see Corey's back up against the wall. We want to see him out there trying to make, make some moves. We mm-hmm. want to see him fighting. And yep. I thought that this was a much better version of Corey than we've seen in years. I agree. I mean, honestly, this is the most interesting he's been maybe ever to be quite honest, because I wasn't that enamored with him on bloodlines. I really wasn't that enamored with him on rivals. I really w- did not care for him so much on invasion because his one elimination's a joke where he grabs the coconuts and jumps off a cliff. Um, I was not really that impressed with him in dirty 30. I mean, like this really might be Pete Corey on the show, this episode. I think Devin has the quote of the episode when he talks about how I know Corey, somehow, Corey somehow won a puzzle elimination without ever actually touching a puzzle piece. Yep. But you know what? At least Corey admitted it on the on the confessional. He's like, look, I know my weaknesses. This is it. I'm going to let her do it. <laughs> I give him so much credit for that. But it's going to screw him in a final if he's on his own and he's got to do a puzzle. <laughs> Something that I thought was interesting is that coming out of last week, we thought that Priscilla would have a target on her back. Josh, at the start of this episode, said that he thought that they could be easy targets. We didn't see that at all. She was pretty much safe the whole time. And pretty much the opposite happened, right? We thought that Ashley was going to be gunning for, for Priscilla. And there was instead a faction of people that wanted Ashley out. Mm-hmm. I think that's why when I ran into the cast member at Disney and we were talking, he's like, I really think y'all are going to like this season after we were talking. And he's like, I think this is going to be really good. I think the back half of this season really might be bangers like this one, because the vets that are left of those vets on the male side, what Josh is probably the weakest and he's still like better than a lot of people that go on the show. Is that fair to say? Uh, what do you mean? Like in terms of a chance to win a final, like I would probably rank Devin ahead of him to win a final, ironically enough, but like Josh is still not like, he's not great, but he's not as bad as some of the people that could skate their way to a final. You know what I mean? Like, We've got some decent competitors here and all of the vets with 
are politically savvy enough with the exception of maybe Nelson and Corey at this point, that it's going to be interesting to see how they play this out. I mean, I think if you look at the men that are left, right. Um, if all of them were in a final today, I think he probably has the worst chances out of all of them. Don't you think? Yeah. And that's okay. my point. But if you expand the field and include like the Hueys of the world and stuff like that, like Josh is still, he's not the in worst, a higher right? tier above those people. I mean, yeah. So like, I think, I feel like we, at different t- points in time, we've each argued for kind of something similar about Josh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that he, there is a path to him winning, right? Mm-hmm. There is a way that he could win, especially with his political prowess, right? Despite mm-hmm. what you want to say about the guy, he's an emotional train wreck and he's a bull in a china shop. Uh, he knows who to work with. Big, he somehow won Big Brother, right? Like he did yeah. that. He's made consistently made it far in seasons. Um, so I think I'm kind of fine with now that I've had time to think about this since I watched this last night, I think I'm kind of fine with them going to individuals. And the more I think about it, I really think that they are, they will go to individuals because they left that comment in the credits or the previews for this upcoming episode where they talk about someone says, I don't think that we're going to be pairs anymore, right? Like, why do you put mm-hmm. that in unless you're actually going to be individuals, right? <laughs> yep. And it's, I, agree. I don't think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to go to teams, right? As much as I would want them to go to teams, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> no. Um, I think that I'm fine with them going to individuals now, whereas I wasn't for War of the Worlds 2, because this whole season, they've been switching partners anyway, right? Mm-hmm. There was that continuity that, existed in War of the Worlds 1 that wasn't in this season. Mm-hmm. I really think this hurts Corey, though. Mm-hmm. This just gives them an easier way to go after Corey. And Corey, by winning that elimination, had a chance to pick a strong female now to be able to pick Casey and try and insulate himself a little bit more. Now this pretty much leaves him on an island. Yep, I agree. I mean, he the fact that his allies are gone except for Nelson basically I think he's kind of done and I just remember a comment Wes made on Total Madness where they made the comment like you know I look at who's left and he's like I I, I know Corey's track record I'd much rather take him than some of these other people because I know his track record and Corey beats who he's supposed to beat but Corey has yet to win an elimination against somebody that's at his level or higher yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, what's his most impressive elimination performance? Well, you can't Darrell count the season? final reckoning one that was fixed for him and Devin. Um, I can't. Who did he go in against on Total Madness? Here, I'm pulling it up now. Right. So, yeah. the, this is his uh, elimination history. So, he went in against. He was partnered with. In Rivals 3, he was partnered with Ashley and went in against Nate and Christina, and he lost that? Yeah, they lost that. How the fuck does he lose that? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? With Ashley, no less. You've got yeah. Millionaire Mitchell, and you can't get it done. That's why do I'm saying. Do you remember saying. that or no? I do, because I watched it. I mean, it. 
they just weren't good, man. He wasn't good. And he had just come off a of battle of the bloodlines where, uh, he and his partner made the final, but that wasn't exactly hard that season. <laughs> But then you get to Invasion, his elimination, I think it was, was it Bruno? Or Theo. who was it? Theo. Literally what happened is, is Theo didn't even do the elimination. They were on the side of the cliff, and it was whoever grabbed three coconuts the fastest and jumped off the cliff. That was literally the elimination. And Theo just didn't do it because he was scared of heights, basically. So that's then, not impressive. Then he goes against Nelson and Shane in that three-way elimination. He beat Shane because yeah. Nelson kind of... Went dirty on that one. Dirty 30, he goes against Derrick Henry and wins. And then he goes... Not impressive. Hunter. No. And then he goes against Hunter and loses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes against Hunter in the Redemption House and loses. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember that. Uh, that was a then, big group challenge. They all were going at the same time. Okay. And then in Vendettas, he goes against Nelson and loses. Final Reckoning... Partnered with Devin, he goes, he wins twice. He beats Zach and Amanda, and he beats Jose and Devon. Yep. And don't forget that the uh, the the one that he and Devin won the first time to get in as mercenaries, they fixed the elimination for him. I don't care what anybody says. It was clear that all the mercenaries, they wanted them to enter the house and take out the other team. And it was clear watching that elimination that it was fixed for Corey and Devin. And that was the last season the Bad Girls Club people produced the show because it was very obvious A, how poor the season was but two, it was not a fair thing at all. Then in Total Madness he beat Swaggy C. Oh boy. Who cares? Uh, Honestly, yeah. And then last season he beats Darrell. So I think that's probably his most impressive elimination. That's his best, yeah. Yeah, for sure. The one point that I'll make with that is that one really did. Well, I mean, he beat him. Uh, he beat that him. One just, you got to give him uh, his props. He did beat Yeah, Durrell. he beat him. And that one really just comes down to speed, right? Mm-hmm. He was just able to get to get to the point that actually mattered faster than Durrell. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean. Are, are, That's what I'm like, saying. You, with the exception can, of Durrell. With the exception of Darrell, Corey beats who he's supposed to beat, but he doesn't beat anyone that's like at his level or higher. And you can argue that Darrell would be at or right below his level at this point because Darrell's not an elimination guy. Darrell's only been in like four eliminations his whole career. No, maybe five or maybe five because yeah, five because he did. Um, he went in on Fresh Meat one. And won the exile. He's at he nine. went in. Say what? Nine. He's in nine. Okay. So he's done that one. He also did. Um, oh, shoot. And I don't want to go back to the janky carnival game days. Because those are just a roll of the I dice. I don't think he was ever in any of those. So he was in. He, he, Fresh he Meat the, 2. He goes home first episode with Cara Maria. He Fresh Meat. He was in, you're forgetting the ones that he was in against the Ruins that we just watched, right? Well, the Ruins, well, he beat Danny, which I love Danny, but come on. Then he beats Kahuta. Um, And then in Fresh Meat 2, loses with Cara Maria. And Invasion Invasion is his next one. Yeah. I mean, he's had some impressive ones. He beats Zach. He beats Bananas. 
um, and then loses to CT, right? In that really tough elimination. Yep. That's, if anything, like, that's pretty damn about, good there. Yeah. Like, when we talk about, like, all-time best eliminations, how do we not talk about that one? The CT, we did. The CT Durrell one we talked okay. about when we did the top six eliminations. Yeah, we did talk about it. I don't know if it made our list. I think it made my honorable mentions. Like, it was close. But, I mean, Durrell, I mean, I guess really, it doesn't, I guess it kind of does defeat my argument a little bit. So, what I will say is the the invasion ones are super impressive because beating Bananas and Zach in the same season, that's, dude, He if he'd have beaten CT in that, you could make the case that he made the best elimination record ever uh, to beat yeah. the three of them. It's just unbelievable. But it also shows you that the odds against the vets that season were just so impossible at that point. I mean, think about that. Darrell had to go in against Bananas, Zach, and CT. Dude, the whole format of that season was complete bullshit. I um, agree. But regardless, Corey's best win is Darrell. Like, that is hands down his best win. Um, and I can't even make my argument because Darrell beat Bananas and Zach in the same season, so that kind of deflates that. But, you know... Most of Dur- other than those two elimination wins, he's not exactly beaten stellar competition. All right, what else do we need to talk about? Uh, I, there was a really funny moment at the beginning of the episode that I wanted to point out because it's some of the challenge foolishness that they don't show enough of, and I wish they would. And it was just so quick and subtle. If you weren't really paying attention, you didn't see it. When Tori was doing yoga, and they showed her doing all the different yoga poses and stuff. They cut to a Manuel on the porch and he takes his cereal bowl while he's watching Tori do yoga, starts balancing it on his head and doing like quasi fake yoga poses. That made me really laugh when I saw that. I thought that was funny. I didn't think it was funny. You didn't think it was dude, funny? Dude, for whatever reason, I don't think Emmanuel is funny. Like I like I'm not like there <laughs> there are some rookies that I've enjoyed this season. He is not one of them. Like I just don't like all of this stuff seems really forced. Um I don't know. Like, I, I don't think, like, the whole vampire thing is funny. Nah, uh, I think that is stupid. I think I think Ed is great. Like, I think Ed has, like, a pretty good chance to go far. Good at puzzles. Smart guy, right? Like, he's an, isn't he an engineer or something? Which yeah. Which is Ivy League school. Ivy League. Um, good at, yeah, good at puzzles. I think I already said that. Uh, who else have I liked for the rookies? Priscilla's great. Priscilla's my hero, like I said last week. Uh... <laughs> inviting her to my wedding when I have it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, the elimination I want to see is her versus Ashley. I think that's going to be interesting. All right. Well, let's talk about this. If they go individuals next week, it really does seem like it might make it easier for them to just throw Corey in again. Uh, I, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why do you want to piss off anybody else when you can just throw Corey in and then let whoever wins the daily mission make the hard choice? But that's the thing. That's why it doesn't make sense for me why Rob would think that they would just repeatedly throw in CT, right? That's I don't think they'll repeatedly car. throw him in. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll try to catch him off guard one time against a matchup they like, but that's all you're going to get. And it's probably going to be, I mean, realistic, if you're, if you're the Nelson, Devin, Corey people and you're going to throw CT in, you got to throw him in against Logan. Because, I, I mean, if it's a puzzle, CT's going to dust everybody. If it's physical, 
to me, Logan's the guy that's the youngest and the one that's most likely to match him from an athleticism standpoint. Devin ain't beaten CT in a physical elimination. Nelson would be the underdog, but it's possible. I have zero faith that Corey could beat CT in an elimination. Um, Emmanuel, so far I've seen nothing that shows me he could beat CT in an elimination, but there's a chance. There are, certain eliminations, the where, there are certain eliminations where Emmanuel, I think, would be able to beat him. Um, like, I think he just, like, has a different skill set than CT. Yeah. So, like, to me, your best matchup is Logan. Now, could it, could Emmanuel be a good one? Sure. But I just don't, I mean, Josh versus CT. CT was like, give me the goof last year. I mean, uh, I just, because there's I, not a whole lot of options here. Yeah, because, like, anything that, all of the things that, like, Nelson and Corey are good at, CT's good at too, but better. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, as we go down the list of the men, right? So we talked about the women that we think have a good chance to make the final. That group of of five, right? We, we mm-hmm. feel really good about. Who do you feel really good about for the men to make it? I mean, right now, as we stand, it's really hard for me to bet against CT. Like, I I know I we just got through talking about eliminations, but it's like uh, the probability of him going in is. I think he'll probably go in once, but I just don't see a combination here that wouldn't have me favoring him against any of these guys. Maybe there's some where it's a little tighter. I just don't see it, especially in the shape he's in the mindset he's in, like he's there to play. It's hard for me to vote against him. Um, I think Devin's in an interesting spot because I could see someone up against him. I feel good about him going to the final because he's probably the one that you feel less threatened by in a final because his one final appearance, he was pretty bad with Cheyenne. I feel good about Kyle is the one that's going to get screwed again. He's going to get thrown in in the last episode. I feel good about Kyle, dude. Like I really do feel good about it. Like he's really under the radar right now. Yeah. For now. Is he, is he going to win? I don't know. Like, Probably not, but could he get there? Yeah. I mean, how, mm-hmm. how many finals appearances do you think Kyle has had? Uh, he's had two or three. He definitely went in in Vendettas because that was his first season. He didn't go in in Final Reckoning. Was he in War of the Worlds 1's final or did he go home? He was in two. He was in Vendettas and Total Madness. So okay. out of... I knew he was in Total Madness because he had to stand outside before they let them go inside. So out of seven seasons, he's made two finals. Pretty good average. And he makes it far into seasons. Like, how many times has he gone home, like, really early? I think War of the Worlds 2 might be the earliest he's gone home. When he lost that close elimination to Theo. Mm-hmm. And he kind of got blindsided. <laughs> um, all right. What else do we want to talk about before we leave? Uh... I, I think we pretty much covered it, man. Like, I, I think just from a parting thought standpoint, I really enjoyed this episode. And those of you from Buda Murray, if you're listening, this is the type of stuff I would love to see. This is the stuff I get excited about when we get ready to record. This is the stuff that I get excited about just watching as a fan. Like, All Stars is its own thing. And I get that the main show has to evolve, and I get it. But, like, what we saw tonight that was good television. 
Like I yeah. really enjoyed what we saw. It was simple, straight to the point, and you got to see people who knew how to play the game going at it, going at it. So, yeah. so give me more have, of this. You have to create an environment where this occurs, right? Mm-hmm. And what they did through the first eight episodes did not create that environment, right? Mm-hmm. The season by design is fundamentally flawed because they were allowed to pick any two people, the people that won the daily mission were allowed to pick any two people to go into elimination and as a byproduct, send in two rookies, right? And this cycle would have continued. So, I mean, there were two issues, right? It was flawed from that angle and it was flawed from the angle that they brought a bunch of rookies on who didn't know what the fuck they were doing and Mm -hmm. kept selecting or and wouldn't select a veteran veteran pair to essentially end the cycle and only leave veteran rookie pairs left. Mm-hmm. So you really like, I mean, I think if I was them after like the first or second episode, I would have been like, all right, you can no longer pick any two people. You have to pick a pair. That's the twist, right? Episode three, mm-hmm. make a big deal out of it. Put it in the trailer, get everyone hyped up for it. Who the fuck is not going to be excited about that? Yep. All in. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, cool. everyone. Um, we'll, we're planning on doing another episode toward the end of the week for patrons. I think we're most likely going to do an All-Stars 2 preview episode for either the men or the women, or we could just do half of the cast. We'll see what we decide to do uh, in anticipation of All-Stars 2, the release announcement happening sometime soon. We're pretty confident that it's Very not far soon. away. And if There's you are all- not a patron yet, if you're not a patron yet, we just covered episodes three and four of the ruins and what we think was a great episode as does uh, the current patron. So it'll eventually be public, but many months from now. So if you want to get a head start and start listening to our Chronicles of the Ruins, episodes one and two are covered in one episode and three and four in another. So jump on that. What else? Discord, if you're not in Discord, go hop on. Uh, we've had some more people hop on recently. Everyone seems to love it. Um I think that's about it. Wish uh, wish Rob best wishes. He's currently on his way to Pittsburgh uh, to Ugh. watch Drew Locke play against the Broncos once he heard that he was going to start. Um, <laughs> and he said he couldn't miss it, so he's on his way out there right now. Fanboy has got his jersey ready to get signed and send to Devin. Uh, what else? I think that's it. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, so after after we're done with this, I guess we're not – if you want to listen to 35 minutes of – the content that we did record from this morning with Pat, uh, you can listen to that after this. We'll just roll right into it um, and leave you what, what actually occurred. So thank you, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I am Devin Jordan. I'm with Rob McIntyre and back again, Pat Mayo, filling in for Trace Armstrong. We're here to talk about Episode 9 of Spies, Eyes, and Allies. Uh Rob, what do you think I thought of this episode? What do you think my take on this episode was? I, th- I think you thought it was pretty good, but you also tend to not like to praise things too much, so it might be somewhat measured. I thought this was fucking incredible. Okay, uh, good. Like I, in, I agree. In, I thought it was very good. Like, in the middle of the episode, I was trying to, like, I was thinking, like, is this is this the best episode since War of the Worlds 2 episode 4? Since Benedict Borough? Like, I mean, that was, like, that, that's how much I enjoyed this episode. I think... I, um, I know. And then, like, I thought about some of the episodes in between now and then uh, and was like, eh, there's some other contenders. 
But I think a lot of it is that this is the first like great episode that we've had in a while. I, I want to be quite... agree. I thought it was a great episode. I, I haven't been as bummed out as you've been about all the episodes, though. They haven't been great. Yeah, but Devin's just got... a resident Eeyore on the podcast, so he's always upset. Yeah, just, yeah, just mad about everything. <laughs> After talking to you every single week and now, like, twice a week for your Patreon, like, I, I would be upset, too. <laughs> um, I mean, I, yeah, I thought it was a really good. I also thought it wasn't just a good episode, but it was indicative of, like, good stuff coming forward, too. Like, I think with, with how they've moved things now, I think it'll be just a lot more interesting going forward. Yeah. How, mu- uh, how much do you think how much do you think it helps that the elimination was hard and kind of fun to watch and easy to keep track of and the mission was also good? Like, same. like yeah. they, they were both really well designed, yeah. I thought, this week. I thought they I were thought, both I great. thought the I thought the mission was incredible. Um the only thing that I like thought may have made the mission a little bit better is if they did it without mud. Um and like made it a little bit more fast paced. Um so that they were literally okay. just running in, like grabbing the balls from the circle and then running out. And then I feel like it would be, be able to get a little bit more physical. But I thought the mission great was great. I thought the elimination was great too, the format. I don't think you can do that because you had the woman and the men going at the same time at different parts of it. And then you also had like, I don't know how much it affected it as much as they just seemed gassed by the end of it. I yeah, didn't I like mean, uh, I, I mean, I also didn't like the end of the mission either where it, it was going to be impossible for one person to come out of that pit with a yeah, ball without true. without forming some sort of agreement or Elias, like there was no clear path to actually win. So that kind of takes away from it, I think. Yeah, and I, I don't know, some of that may be intentional, right? Some of it, like, I think they kind of enjoy those moments where there's, like, the game uh, becomes, like, material materially present, like, in one of the missions where people are, like, uh, trying to, like, make deals. Um, I think they I think they like when that happens, but I get what you're saying. Like, you kind of want to be able to see a way that someone can actually win on their own merit, as opposed to having to make a deal with someone, and it comes down to political connections. Um, the when was the last time we saw a comeback like this in a elimination before? Hmm. Because I mean, it seemed like Corey and uh, Bettina were like dead for rights at certain points, and that it was going to be a complete blowout. Um, I, I, all I started thinking was, was this the hardest elimination to actually do since what? And the only other like really super hard elimination, maybe I'm just missing a whole bunch of them, is the Battle of the Seasons one that JD and Sarah did. I think it was against Easy and Camilla, the one where you had to go like below the water and then raise the person up the first oh, time they yeah, did that. That's it was like quits. impossible. Yeah, it was like impossible yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah, it was well he was doing it against Devin, which was funny because they were like in a, a couple that season. Um and then yeah, he just like lost his mind and then of course Camilla flipped out at him after that. But that that one is that one's another one I think that would be like in this realm. Cause like with this one too, it was also since there was a pretty big size difference between both the pairs. So like Jeremiah, you can see it's like having like bend all the way over to get anywhere yeah. close to Amber while they're walking over. Um, who do you feel like you were rooting for? In the elimination, like who did Corey, you like, was, want? To, yeah, Corey want to win. Corey, yeah, it's just much more interesting if he's in the house than Amber. Way Amber more feels like it's kind of done. Yeah, I feel like she kind of, and you could kind of even see that as as you look at the way that they edited her throughout the course of the episode. She was talking about her relationship with Jeremiah. Like at the very least, you knew that she was going to go win. Um, and I think she definitely played a good role in the season as a whole. But this is way more interesting now that Corey is back in the house. 
um, and has to compete against this alliance again. Um, so do you think he just keeps keep, keeps getting put in? Like, is he just on the bottom of the totem pole now and they just keep putting him back? Well, I guess we don't know what's going to happen at the end of the episode, too, with that whole thing. I mean, I think we know what's going to happen. What do you think? I, I think there, there are three options of what could yeah, happen. Yeah, I think there's... And I think what, there's what one, the one option that's more likely than the others. What do you think it is? Okay, so I think that the least likely of the three options is that whoever you're with right now is your partner for the rest of the season. I don't think that's going to happen. But that, okay. That's a possibility that that could be the move. I see the most obvious answer is they break up into singles, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. So at the very end of the episode, they show like the next week on and they don't really tell you anything about it, but you see a very similar style challenge to what the challenge in the very first episode was. I think they're picking new partners and that's who you're stuck with for the year. How would they pick? Because you you do the same thing as you did in episode one. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I, I'd be cool with that. It's just such a random time to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, I feel like they could have done that. They could have used that a week or two ago, to be honest, yeah. before this whole veteran like, thing got shaken out. Like, are they just trying to create more rookie rookie pairs? Is that what they're trying to do here? Like, Maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. Well, no, 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 this is the first no, episode no, no, no. we had a vet go home in elimination. But, but it's also from the... They probably won't do it as they did because the first time it was like the internationals get to pick yeah. the Americans. They probably either put vets as the people who can go pick their partner or rookies as the people who can go pick their partner. Maybe that's the way it turns out. But Rob, there's not enough for that to be even, though. Pat, you're, you're, you're giving the producers way too much credit. to like. I feel like you give the producers not enough credit. As an actual television producer, I can tell you that they actually do think about these things. They, it's just that there were like multiple things. So like Rob talks about how there are like certain things with the format that if they don't get it correct, it can like break the season. Right. And I think that's what fundamentally happened when they decided that the people that win the the mission can pick any two people to go into elimination. Like, I think that absolutely destroyed the season. I think if they would have just changed that, even if they changed it after two weeks, it would have made everything up until now so much better. I highly disagree. I think that's by design, and I think it's going to work to their advantage for the rest of the year because it's created some not great, very easy to predict situations. But all like the old fans, all they ever clamor for is like to think about like the biggest blowout seasons there are. Like you guys are redoing the ruins right now. Everyone kind of likes the ruins as a season. I do at least. I found it entertaining. Gauntlet three, I found entertaining. Even War of the Worlds two, I found entertaining. And what happened? I mean, not so much War of the Worlds two, but the other two is you just kept all your big names around as long as possible, and that's what they've done with this concept. Yeah, but I think that CT has no risk of going home week one. All the people you know have no risk of going home until at least halfway through the season, and they're hoping I think that helps out with the ratings. Yeah, I mean, I think that could be what they're doing. I think. What, why I would disagree with that under this like current context. And I think why a lot of the people that like are in our discord would disagree with that is that we don't find, I, or I don't find a lot of these characters compelling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I don't think a lot of these people are like worth trying to like keep around for a while. Um, I think that's to, a lot of personal to you though, as much as anything. Yeah. And I would be fine with that, but I think a lot of people agree with me though. Like, but, I think but, a lot of, but who's a lot of people? Listen, I don't want to slam the Discord, but it's all similar minded. Yeah, it's all I mean, our fans, who, right? It's who, all people who, who guys, like a free watch the show in the way that we do. Do you guys know a lot of people that were super into this cast coming into the season? Well, but I don't. No, but I also no interact with a lot of people who cast. watch Teen Mom five days a week. Like that's a lot of the people who are watching. I know, but like, I don't I'm really... trying. 
I'm trying to think about the people that I like from this season and they're all kind of still around. And this also works as a format too, because they, they realize that they don't have the most compelling cast, which I would agree with. But in terms of this format, it actually allowed them to showcase some of the new people which was kind of an issue the past few years. Anyone who was new on the show, they, they, we may have saw them for half an episode. At least we get some time with rookies. Like, I mean, I, I know we're kind of jumping the gun here, but like Emmanuel and Logan seem like they're awesome. Like I wouldn't want, if those two make the finals, I think that they're the favorites if they're not CT. Logan too, really? Yeah. I don't Logan see this much with him. really good, man. I like think he's he's been pretty gassed in elimination with Gabo at the end. Like he didn't. You mean in elimination where you're pull, where you're basically doing chin ups for an oh, hour? Gabo seems shit, fine. Rob. He, he just pranked yeah. the situation, and then if, he had all those anything that Gabo is is he's in good shape, right? Like all he does is work out his arms. Like, is there a worse person he could have gone against there? Like that's that's true. He's definitely on the the beer biceps and burgers. Diet. I don't know. Like uh, I mean, I, I think if the format was a little bit different, there might be some like rookies that hung around a little bit longer, right? Because like Rob said a couple minutes ago. This was the first time a veteran went home in an elimination. Was this? I week? think hanging around and being a part of the story are two different things. Like think about how much bigger of a character Jay was on Total Madness than like Michi was last season. Whereas or Jay's think yeah. about all the rookies last year. Like how much the uh, what was the other Amber Amber whatever the hell her Amber name M. Was. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really get much. We didn't get much of Amber like the actual Amber until like the very very end because she ended up sticking around. I feel like I know some of these rookies now. Like they've had real storylines, even the past like three episodes with Jeremiah. I don't think he'll ever be invited back because he's real boring. But I, I think from this rookie group, we've got to know like the rookies have been okay this year in terms of I half think and half good. being somewhat compelling characters yeah, and being I mean, somewhat think... good at the show. Like I would love to see Gabo back. I think Huey is a lock to come back every single season. Huey fills such a void on this show that they haven't had in a while is just the guy who's not going to win, but he's fun to have around. He's like yeah, what I mean, Josh, I feel like, was kind of supposed to be, right? That Josh still is. Corey, is Corey Josh that fun to have around, though? I, 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 I have done the full 180 on Josh. I love having Josh around. Yeah, I, I like think that he Josh, just, too. He just I think creates, Josh feels like Josh can win. I think Huey knows he can't. But, I mean, who knows? I never thought that Josh would have a chance to win ever because he's an absolute goober, but... Now, there, I, there I is a scenario. Still, I still don't think he can win. I, I don't think. I think there's a path to him winning. I think if he gets a right partner, if he's like in a good situation, yeah, I think sure. he can win. Uh, yeah, he needs the right partner, and he needs the right people not to make it. However, <laughs> the problem with this season is going to be: I don't know who wins, but I feel like I know who wins. I mean, and I think I know. For the women, I think we know. Like, I, I think they, we know that. I think we know the men, the man and woman who win this season. I don't think well, it's particularly hey, who, close. Who is it? I think they laid it on super thick for the women this episode. Like, I it's, think it was like very apparent. It's Casey, Casey and CT win. Like, there's no yeah. doubt. There's, in my how mind. is I, CT winning? There is no chance they're letting him get to the final. I can't. Uh, have you seen an elimination yet that CT would have lost? He if he's not, paired with Bettina and he's going up against a decent team, then he loses. Rob, he wasn't mentioned seriously to go into this episode at all. Like, and that was your thing. That, that was, I mean, that, 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 at all. So, Devin explicitly mentioned he wa- he was did not want to see him in a final, and that know, he wanted he to get out. He was he wasn't up for someone to be thrown in this week. Just because like, up this week, his name was mentioned as someone who would go in. I know. I, I said mentioned seriously. The only people that were mentioned I, I, seriously I can't. to go in this week were Ashley and Ed and Corey and Bettina. Those were the only two groups, really. And then because like. All, after all, everything that happened last week with Priscilla, she wasn't even really brought up seriously either. 
Well, because she's paired with Josh. Josh just wasn't going to go in. Like, he wasn't going to be the yeah, best. I know. Even, even after the start of the episode, when Josh said that he thought they were going to be easy targets, it really seemed like it was only those two groups that there was any focus on. See, I, I actually, I really think there's going to be someone who we perceive as kind of a lesser competitor who's winning this season. I just don't. For the I men or the women? For possibly both. I, I think this final could have a lot of people who we would either consider as overrated or like not even not layups necessarily, but definitely lower level competitors. I just think that there's a self awareness all these people have that they're not winning if CT's in the final. Rob and listen, again. they they might have that self awareness, but I just don't think they're going to be able to get them out. But Rob, like you can, they, the way this, the thing that with this format works. That, why are they not? Just because they, they didn't put him in this one episode doesn't mean they're not going to try to put him in next episode. You think they're going to put him in next episode? Like, when is it going to start then? Like, at sometime soon. I mean, only two names were mentioned. So, like, it's not like it's just you're going to be those two for in perpetuity. You underrate the biggest strength that CT has in this game. The same reason that Wes and CT went to the finals of Rivals 2. What women in this house are voting for CT ever? I think so. Nani voted him in on one of the worlds. And I think someone would vote him in. I don't think that they will because they all want to be partners with CT in the final. That, that's the most moronic strategy. We don't even need to get into that. I, agree. I, I can't. I can't stand when they that 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 how process makes no sense to me. Like yeah, you're not the only fucking Mensa members here, Rob. Let's not be a Mensa member. The if the three you, of you, us are all, you project how well, much of how what you would yeah. do in this game onto these people, which is you get, not the case. You give these people way too much credit. Way too much credit, Rob. But my thing is, like, how does it make any sense if the three of us are competing against something and all three of us agree that it's going to raise our odds to win? It makes no sense. Like, you can't, if you're competing against somebody, you can't all raise your odds to win. It's like like in the conference finals, the NBA playoffs last year, the Bucks, the Suds, like, everybody wouldn't agree on something. I I can't work that way. I agree with you. Like, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with you. Oh, oh, yeah. We're just saying these people are morons. (laughs) Like, the thing is, too, is. I said this on the show. After seeing the math puzzle that all of these people struggled on in the mission earlier this season, I think differently of them. Did you see what the actual math was that they had to do? I did. And there's no, like, the fact that CT and Bananas can come across, like, legit smart people on the show. They're not. They're <laughs> maybe average intelligence, and that just blows everyone else out of the I think I think they have good challenge IQ at this point. Oh, but yeah, I'm just saying that CT can do simple math. He understands yeah, no, simple strategy. These people do not. Yeah, it's funny. After that mission, Anissa was talking, and she was like, before the mission, CT and I just took each other. It's like, well, one of the two of us is winning today because the rest of these morons are not going to be able to put this together at all. All right, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about the the woman who we think uh, will win this season. I think it's going to be Tori. Rob has been saying. This I for think a it's going to be Tori. I don't it's think Casey. it's going to be Casey. I, th- yeah. I thought they were laying it on super thick because after uh, Amber B and Jeremiah go home. One of the first confessionals that they have is they flash to Tori talking about how good this is going to be for her game. You know what I mean? They didn't need to put that in there. They're like literally flashing for Tori just to like randomly I think get her statements. Which I don't, hold on. I don't understand how that's good for Tori because aren't her and Corey like tight with like they're a voting block? Yeah, they, they, they've been pretty tight. So if Corey yeah. went home, wouldn't that be really bad for Tori? I, I guess. Well, I know, I but Corey stayed. You know what I mean? I'm talking about well, after She, she said that it was good for her, right? Yeah, she said it was good for yeah. her. Jeremiah and Amber B going home was good for her. And Corey. Oh, staying. I thought I thought you meant if Corey went home, because no, because she had the kind of the dual one too. Like before that, she was like, "This works out great for me either way. Like either Corey goes home or Amber goes home." I think Tori's. I think you're right. I think Tori. It's Tori, Casey, and Ashley. If she can stick around, or the three that have the shot to win. 
So something that was pretty overblown, I thought, in the episode was that there would be, and I understand why they did it, and I I enjoyed it while it was happening, um, and I saw the final votes this morning. Um, The voting between Bettina and Corey and Ashley and Ed was not remotely close. There was pretty much... There there were no surprise votes at all um, in who voted for who. Um, And they kind of gave... So they kind of gave Amanda... um, a good edit when Ashley was kind of freaking out after the challenge, Josh was talking with her and they flashed to Amanda and she was like, yeah, Ashley's just being completely paranoid right now. Uh, so I thought that there was, it was interesting that they did that because Ashley seemed like she was like certain that she was going in and that they were going to try and get rid of her. Yeah. Um, she's also just paranoid generally though. I mean, for pretty good reason, but if that was the case that it wasn't remotely close so that this whole like oh Devin like Devin just saying we I you know I want a first timer to win and a rookie that's just Devin saying things no one else thinks this. I, I, I thought that Ashley's arguments in the deliberation were actually pretty good. That Corey had Corey knew this stuff about Jeremiah. He knew this stuff about Priscilla. Yeah, and I thought his responses to her were pretty bad. Just like well, oh, she stole money from Hunter. Yeah, and then he's like oh she's a snake. It's like well when was I a snake? He's like oh because. I don't know. Yeah. To go back to like how smart people are, like Ashley is very clearly one of the smartest people. In yeah. And like she's r- running verbal laps around some of these people. It's not the most difficult thing. Well, it's, even so, if somebody like Josh gets talks about us intelligent. And then when he got in the argument with Kells earlier and he just absolutely. Who, get, who, says that, who has ever said that Josh is smart? You? People on the show. No, definitely They're not. They're idiots, wrong. <laughs> well, that's who we have to go off of. I'm saying he's like, if he's an ombudsman for intelligence, it's probably not, you know, the, the best group. I mean, because think about it. Who, who was the one that started this whole uh, narrative and driving force of Corey having an alliance with the rookies? It was Josh at the start of the episode. Remember? Yeah, when he pointed out that Corey was the one that told him that Kyle or him being Josh were the ones that were going to potentially be stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was also interesting that in deliberation, Devin pretty much straight up asked Priscilla if uh, Corey or anyone else told Priscilla to choose a vet vet pair to break up the veteran alliance. And didn't Priscilla Ashley just pretty- tell her that in the deliberation last week? Say that again. Didn't Ashley just tell her that in the deliberation last week? And told her what? Yeah, they both told. They both were just like, they "Oh, didn't if tell you her just- to do it." They brought up like the implications of what would happen, it's but not, they didn't like, do it. And so Priscilla is pretty much like, no, like I did that on my own. And they flashed to Devin in the confessional, and Devin's like, I know she's lying. You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of weird that they pretty much just like showed De- Devin being like completely wrong like that. You know what I mean? It really did seem Corey said it, and I kind of agree with him. They were literally just looking for someone to pin it on, right? And they were looking for any reason. And I think once they saw that Corey had some type of relationship with the rookies. They just ran with it because they needed someone to like kind of rally around. Um, I mean, I is, guess is, is, is Corey playing the Wes role before Wes went on like his long hiatus and came back and just doing it poorly where he tries to like round up the rookies to go attack the vets when he Dude. asked him. Yeah. And then like all the rest of the vets hate him and try to get rid yeah. of him. Yeah. That's, that's, oh that's not a bad play. So at the beginning of the episode, Corey breaks down the three dominant alliances. Oh, we need house. to talk about that. He was like, what is oh he doing? Oh my God, dude. Like, he, he breaks down the three dominant alliances. He says there's Devin's group, which consists of Devin, Kyle, CT, and Ed. There's the Big Brother group that's Josh, Casey, Nani, and Emmanuel. 
And then he says there's quote unquote us, which consists of Jeremiah, Corey, and Nelson. How the fuck after eight seasons of doing the show is Jeremiah your third biggest ally? What the well, fuck? Well, it's not are you even doing? that to me. That's only like that's only eleven people. Where's everybody else? And then also, I, I think Devin has done a really good job keeping his alliance with Josh under wraps because he wasn't. They weren't mentioned as they were mentioned as opposing each other. Yeah, and you like once again like. Corey is not including any of the women in the house as yeah, a part of his life. That's, that's a real problem. But again, that's where CT's numbers come into play. I, I, I just don't watch, think they're watch, like, watch every season that CT's been on. Is, so, so, la- so last season, like, he wasn't kept around. Like, it wasn't like they weren't worried about CT. Their whole plan with him was to freeze him out of getting a skull, which was a moronic plan. But it wasn't like they didn't view him as a threat. And before that, he goes somewhere. And then before that was a team season on War of the Worlds, too. So they're motivated to keep him around. Like, I just don't think he's been in a position where it's been that easy to target. Rob, so what mm-hmm. episode do you think he's going to go home? We just finished episode nine. We have 19 episodes in the season. Uh, 17, that, uh, we're assuming the 17th episode will be the last episode that someone is eliminated before the final. There, granted, there can be people that go home during the final, but we're talking about a regular elimination. So we just finished nine. There's 17 episodes. When do you think CT will go home? Episode 12, maybe. I'm just guessing, but something I can't I'll, I'll say episode 17 with a giant check. There's just no chance. He's like, it just I can't. Well, hey, they can... hey, if there's no chance, Rob, what odds would you give me on CT winning the season? Uh, like plus give 900. Some good odds. Don't give him some bullshit odds like you normally give people. Plus nine, I said plus 900. Like you give me 9 to 1 on CT winning the season? Let's make a bet. Okay, you should do, do it. it. Yeah, I would do that. How much money you want to lose? That's a lot of money for me to lose, actually, if I do lose. All right. How about uh, you make it 10 to 1, and uh, I'll only do 10 bucks with you. You owe me 100 if I win. What if we do, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd be willing to do that. Because right, let's so do, do you that. Think- so you think the Rob? I don't think. He, all right, that that's locked. Yeah, in. I mean, you've Rob, been with me on this whole. You've been with me this whole time that he's just not winning. It's just not going to happen for just him. Just watch, watch yeah, the edit. There's watch a difference the between in the house. And, and if it goes to elimination, yeah, the, we're going to end up seeing CT versus Emmanuel, CT versus Logan. I just don't know who he would have to get caught in such a bad elimination. Yeah, but you can pair him with anybody. Like, yeah, but we don't even know if it's pairs, Rob. I guess it yeah, could well, change now, the, but the, the thing is that like there's a difference between him not winning and what you were talking about last week of him getting thrown in repeatedly and then them going to try and get him out soon. Like I don't think it's going to happen. Well, what do you think is going to happen with him then? They're going to wait. Like, too, think... They're going to wait too long to try to get rid of him. They're going to send him in. It's not going to work. And then the rest of the guys are going to look around because he's not going to be like the house vote and be like, "Well, I don't want to be voted in to go against CT, so let's just not vote CT in." It's just, it's just, I, I can't see that happening. I, I, I just like what I think is going to happen. I don't think it's too far divorced from what he just described. Honestly, like I think they're just going to wait too long. Like I honestly think they waited too long at this point. You know what I mean? They should have been trying this like for a while. Like, why do you want to let this guy hang around? No, I was so much surprised that Nani, because Nani's taken shots at him before. Like, she hasn't like opposed to doing that. So I was kind of surprised she didn't vote him in here because this would have been a bad elimination for him too, probably. Yeah, but you have to remember that the best guys in the game are gone now too. So even like last season, everyone's like, oh, well, Fessy can be the big guy or whoever it's going to be. Like, it's just CT who's left. Yeah, like I mean, you don't need to be big though. Most he's eliminated. Like he's the best. He's the best. Like Fessy, despite being like a big guy, he's also a good competitor. Like if I get paired up with Fessy, I can win. CT is the only obvious choice for that right now in the house. If I end up paired with CT, I'm going to win. 
Yeah, we had talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like the people like left in the house that had a realistic chance of beating him in an elimination, right? And the only person that we could come up with was Fessy. And even at the it's start like of the season, they've been pairs eliminations, so anybody could lose. Yeah, but we're saying, oh, I know, but like they're, they're pairs eliminations, but you still don't know who you're going to get. You know what I mean? Even at this point, like who are the worst women to get? Like if, at this point, the women that are left in this game really aren't bad. Like uh, who's the worst really woman, that woman that you could get? I mean. Like the oh, worst female competitor, right Emmy. Now. Like Big Big T was really impressive in the mission last night. Um, uh, I think it depends what it is, and the, so my thing is, Devin. So then, if you go out into the elimination front, you know who is going to be competing against because you know the pairs. You can pick him, and you can pick any person you want to be paired with him in the elimination. You can see that's right in front of you. But like but it, it's never been this easy to take a shot at him. But with, with with the worst woman in the house so far, if you threw CT into any of these eliminations, which ones would they have lost so far? Uh, like what, what? What? If you're just picking the worst woman for that elimination, like you see yeah, this if, one. If you put the CT, women left, the women no, no, left. even of all the women who have been in the game so far. Let's see. So I'm trying to remember. So the first week was the one where you had to like lift the person up and down. If he's with the worst woman in the house, he loses that because he wouldn't have much control over that elimination. Um, there, that's one that Kel's lost. If you, I think if he was in this one, if you gave him a bad matchup, I think if there's anybody who's small where it's just a huge size difference, I think he loses that. I think he, the one where you have to pull yourself up, I don't think he has the best strength to weight ratio right now compared to a lot of these guys. I think he'd gas around. I think he's pretty good. One. Like, I, yeah, I think he's, he's got a lot to lose a lot of these. I think there's just this CT mystique that goes over him that makes people think he can't. I think you're just underrating CT. I think so. Too. What's, his, what's his elimination record been lately? I mean, he rarely gets thrown in. Yeah. That's sort of his game. Thing. He doesn't go into a so, I mean, So he beat Josh last season. He lost to, lost to Jay, but in the season before that. And yeah, he, he lost to Jay on when the things well, they, when the Flukes happen. Flukes happen. That's I what happened. Yeah, they they can't lose, Rob. Happen. But what we're, what we're saying is that if, if he, let's say Max CT probably goes in twice the rest of this season. Because that's probably what's going to happen just based on how the votes shake out. Yeah. He's a, heavy, he's a heavy favorite in blind elimination. He has the biggest probability to win of anyone in the house in Correct. a random elimination against random people with a random Correct. partner. He's probably like 72%. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think it's going to happen for him. It's just, it's just so Have hard. Have you ever considered that maybe you're just wrong? Well, we'll see what happens the rest of the season, and then maybe I'll be wrong, maybe I'll be right. I'm, I'm still really, really interested to see what they're going to do with these because they have more people, or they have less people than they have um, weeks to eliminate people, right? Yeah. So there, we talked about this last time. There's going to be two weeks where they're going to have to do something, right? They're going to be two B continues. They're not going to be send people home. That's going to be interesting. And I wonder if the twist that they're going to have next week factors into that, right? So well, what did you think it was when you said it was really obvious? I mean, I think they're probably going to go individual. Uh, I hope not. And if, and if that's the case, that, that would make sense with the schedule of eliminations of episodes yeah. that are left. I mean, that's the obvious choice. And I think that benefits CT more than anyone if it goes. That does benefit if, him a lot. If it goes to individual. Because, Rob, if they do go individual, that gives them the opportunity to – they can have some weeks where they have one person go home, some weeks where they have two people go home, but they yeah. can still have an elimination every single week, right, which is definitely important. Um, so – and the thing is, too, that now that it seems like they drew blood on Corey, do we think it's going to be the situation with him where he goes in repeatedly? That's what I was asking. Yeah, if he's just on the bottom now and he just keeps going in. I think so. I mean, I think this twist really screws over Corey because I think he had the opportunity to pick Casey or someone like that with a lot of influence in the house to be able to help him a little bit. Um, and so, like, I, 
when TJ like didn't give him the opportunity to switch partners, like this is bullshit. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're on we're on the challenge. This is just par for the course. I mean, do, would would you prefer that they just stayed with the same partners right now? Yeah, or what, I, what would I, you prefer? That I they think did? I think especially now that we've reached the point in the season where it'll actually be good. So I would just prefer they stick with it. I think you might see a situation where I think Josh realized this week that he doesn't have as much influence in this house as he thinks uh, in terms of like who his closest allies are. Maybe they're downplaying him and Devin and maybe that's what's going to keep them all safe. But Josh, Ashley, and even like now that Corey's had everything against him, Ashley thinks she's going to be thrown in every week. I wouldn't be super stunned if they just started teaming up. I could see that. When he said he was going to shake it up, I thought he was going to pick Ashley. That'd be crazy. They didn't do well as partners last time. Uh, yeah, they did. They lost to remember they lost to crying Nate and Christina in that elimination yeah. on Rivals Three. Yeah, yeah, not great news. No, not good. So you don't think you don't think that Josh is in control after pretty much him saying that he was going to like not get Ashley thrown in, and that's exactly what happened. No, I think Devin's in control of this game. I th- I think Devin's kind of man in charge. So I think I, think, I don't I don't think Josh is in a bad spot though. I think one of the, yeah. like... Yeah, but he but if this becomes... In, like, Josh is in a horrendous spot if this becomes individual. Because he's the guy everyone wants to go against. Him but, like, who's Ashley. giving that to him, then? Like, it's not like you get to pick who you're going against. Yeah, but eventually, other people... They will get... They'll try to protect him for as long as they can. And then it'll be, well, geez, I don't want to go in. Josh, you're in. That's what always happens. The layups so rarely actually get taken to the final. I just think we haven't had a season where it's been this easy to drag one for a while. Because like well, the past two seasons, we've had it where you, everybody had to go in. So then, if you're a layup, you have to go in. It sucks for you. It's going to be hard for you to make it through. World of the Worlds two was like a just a team alliance based thing. So you don't really want to lay up around because then you're stuck with them. And then it's really in World of the Worlds one, you called out somebody to go in against. So I just think it's been a while since we've had a format this easy to drag somebody. Well, I mean, basically, if they were smart, what they would do is stop thinking about Corey because Corey's not going to win a final. So. Out of the guys, who could win, like, if, if they were in there, if you had a power rank, if, if we started the final next episode, who were the favorites to win on the guys and women's side? I think for the I guys... we could all agree on number one. There's no disagreement. I, I, I mean, I think CT is the very clear based on what we know in the past. I think Emmanuel and Logan legitimately are, with their cardio, are serious threats. Why, why do we think Logan has such good cardio? Yeah, look at the fucking shape he's in. So, he, like Nelson's in great in, shape he's too. He's in actual. He's in actual cardio shape. He did. He did good. This he did. He did good. This mission, which is yeah, he was the only one who stood up over the rigors of the three rounds. Yeah, they, they all. He was seemed a little bit had like had a little bit more in the tank than Nelson and Ed did at the end. I don't know. I wouldn't be that sold on him. I think Emmanuel would have number two, and I really think after that it's a quick. I don't see why Corey's so out of it. I just think we've it's seen enough from Corey. That, like he's terrible. But they and all Nelson suck at puzzles. No, not necessarily. They don't all suck. They all suck. Does Devin suck? No, Devin and CT are good. Who's not? Who? And we don't know about the rookies. Does Ed suck? I said we don't know about the rookies. They might be good. Ed is good. He crushed the first mission. I think no. I think Ed could be good. I think with these vets, I think they all suck at puzzles. No, except for Devin. I think that's wrong. Except for Devin and CT, people that don't suck. Ed could be a real wild card here. So we I think I can no really like good. he does like Emmanuel and Logan look like they could go they could go run 15 miles. I have no yeah. idea about Ed. I always hesitate. It's sort of the Corey thing too. Like the super looking like I mean I don't think that they're on steroids anymore, 
um, like just the people on the cast, but the steroidy looking people the hunter can looking do build, worse yeah. in the finals versus that's why bananas is so good. Like when bananas deflated himself, much better at finals because he's just kind of well rounded and doesn't get tired. No, and I can see that too. We we've seen it with Corey too many times. Like he's almost in too good of shape for these finals. And when he comes in second, it's not particularly close, Like he's a distant second. I, I, I think total madness. He had a really good shot to win. It's just the way that got set up. He, it didn't end up happening. But we do see like with the hunter shaped people, the kind of bowling balls that it does sometimes kind of a rough go in finals. Like, I mean, hunter won a final, obviously that's final reckoning. So like it, if Kyle had a clue, he'd have a shot, but he doesn't. So do you think anything? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think for whatever reason, and we've talked about this before and Pat, you can let us know what you think for whatever reason out of Kyle, Corey and Nelson, for whatever reason, I can, it's much easier for me to see Kyle winning than those other two. I, I agree. I think Nelson right. is, the, I, I like Corey's a legit athlete. He's just not the right type of athlete for the final. And Nelson's just too big of a moron. It feels like Kyle has like Rain Man type capabilities if he looks at something that he might figure it out. Nelson has I no don't buy that at all. I, mean, I think that's just a British accent where you guys think it makes him it makes him sound like he's like uppity. But I, I just don't I just don't think we've seen any track of him being good at puzzles at all. He's been bad every time he's been. Neither, and I don't think that any of us said that they were gonna if you had, but you okay, had to well, pick one of them. If you had to pick one of them to solve a puzzle, I mean, who would you I pick? Mean, he lost, I would pick uh, Kyle. Kyle lost a hunter in a puzzle. Dude, I thought I thought the quote that Devin had at the end of the episode this week about how Corey somehow won a puzzle elimination without ever actually touching a puzzle piece was hilarious. <laughs> I think uh, you're going to see that maybe the way that Corey broke, maybe Corey's not wrong about these alliances from what he sees. And maybe Devin, CT, Ed, and who's the other one in there? Kyle. Kyle. Maybe that's secretly the best voting block that there is. And those just, guys go to the final. I mean, I, I, mean, I thought it was Kyle keeping CT around. I just don't. I just don't. Uh, he got screwed by three times last season. You either need CT to help you as a part of this alliance and voting block to keep you safe, or you got to try to get rid of him starting next week. If you wait too long, like Devin said, it's just not going to happen. Like, because that's the thing. Like, so realistically, they're not going to. There's too many other agendas out there for him to start getting repeatedly thrown in, like from now, like till the end of the season. You know what I mean? There's too many, like, competing, like, um, like motivations for people for for that to end up happening. I think I thought the most telling, like one of the most influential scene where I think it really could have flipped from. I think where it could have gone from Ashley and Ed or Corey and Bettina was the conversation that they had on the grassy hill between CT Kyle, um, Devin and Tori, and where Devin seemed to be really driving for Ashley and uh, Ed to go in over Corey and Bettina and then Ashley comes up and like kind of like talks with them Good time it really to seemed up. like CT was the driving force to send in Corey and Bettina over Ashley and uh Ed why do we think Devin wanted to send in Ashley and Ed so much well for CT specifically I think we know with him because like you don't go up to CT and say you want to go big game hunting it's like going up to a deer and saying it's hunting season like that makes that Corey just makes no sense doing that um, so I think it's people he, he even, didn't want. When did he even say this? I don't even remember. Was this the start? Yeah, of I don't think they showed it on screen, but CT said that Corey came up and told him that. And then remember okay. that, which was weird too, because then in deliberation, Corey is telling Ashley that she wanted to go big game hunting, which again, just makes no sense that Ashley wanted to go big game hunting. She is the big game. Why is she hunting herself? Uh, so I don't know what he was up to with that. 
for Devin, I just think it was kind of the wrong place at the wrong like the, or it just based on time and circumstance where everybody around him was talking. That's why he said that. He's gonna tell Ashley to her face she wants he wants her to. 